Hello, everybody. This is Tom Duff. And once again, welcome to Mental Health Matters, the podcast that helps uh, talk about mental health in an okay way and to make it kind of a general way of uh, bringing it into our lives and, of course, trying to break down stigma. So once again, I am Tom Duff. This is Mental Health Matters. And I'm the executive director of St. Louis Counseling, also a licensed clinical social worker. So as I always say, I'm a therapist at heart. And as we always try to do, bring in a guest that will have some fascinating conversation. And today we are very excited to have with us from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, as well as an author, Benjamin Hockman. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. This is really cool. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we're excited to have you. So, you know, I didn't share this with you earlier. I am a Cubs fan. Okay. And so we won't Cubs, hold that against Cubs convention is starting today. You got any scoops? You got anything? You hear anything <laughs> going around? I think you know? the word is that the Cubs are going to finish in third place this year. That's the oh, word. that's the word around word. baseball. Yeah. Uh, spoken like a true St. <laughs> Louis native. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's kind of hard being. You know, when we talk about mental health, you know, I don't know what I do to myself, but I moved to St. Louis. I'm a Cubs fan, and it's been hard. But the last couple of years has been nice being a Cubs fan in St. Louis because. While the Cardinals have been down, the Cubs have been up, so people yeah. leave me alone for the most part. Honestly, you can thank me. I have jinxed the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm from St. Louis, but moved back in 2015 in the fall, just in time for the Cardinals to lose to the Cubs in the playoffs right. that year and then proceed to not make the playoffs the three years after. Meanwhile, you guys made the playoffs every year and won a World Series, yeah. so you're welcome. You're the reason. Yeah, You've, yeah. Uh, you're the jinx of St. Louis, yeah, huh? Yeah, so it seems, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I hear you. Uh, anytime I turn on the radio or I, uh, I'm reading an article, uh, I, I hear you or I, I, I read your work. And so, first of all, you do great work. Oh, thanks, um, man. And I, I love reading what you um, uh, put out there. And then uh, usually you're pretty insightful and entertaining as well when I hear you on the radio. So we're, uh, we're very excited. Um, and I think you kind of bring some unique experiences as well, too, um, from your world of journalism into being around athletes. And I think more and more... You know, even even this past year, um, you know, we've heard uh, Dexter Fowler just kind of say, like, "Yeah, I went through I went through some hard times, and what that does to the psyche and everything." So, you know, I guess maybe kind of starting with, um, you know, from from your world, and, and, and the other thing about mental health matters. You know, we like talking to people that's outside of the mental health field, right? Because we we believe that. Well, we should all believe that our our worlds are all stressful, right? So, first of all, maybe can you share a little bit about your world of being um, in journalism and writing? Uh, what kind of stress level does that bring and put on you? Because I'm sure there's some things that we as just general people don't know about. Yeah, definitely. And, and by the way, I appreciate what you do and everyone you work with does because at the, at the end of the day, like our society is so advanced in so many ways, yet there's still this stigma from a lot of people who think being tough means you can't also be aware of your mental health. Like, like it's one or the other. You're either a tough guy or you're dealing with mental health stuff. And obviously the reality is you can be the toughest, strongest, yeah. whatever person, but you're dealing with stuff. And, and from a sports standpoint, uh, there, there are many, there's ways to go. And, uh, and, I, and I, even in the journalism standpoint, to answer your question, I mean, uh, I mean, there is, it's, it's daily stress. Uh, I'm not trying to make it sound like we're, we're saving lives here, but you know, we're at the ballpark. We, we, we get there very early in the day and we're there till 11 midnight and we're, we're writing 
an article and my picture is put with it and my my name is very big and my family lives here in St. Louis and it's it's I, I compare it to kind of writing a turning in an English paper in school every day and you have to get an A. Uh -huh. You have to get an A and um, there's there's no down days and there's definitely a lot of, of, of pressure and it can be overwhelming and uh, you know I, I can play it cool perhaps but I mean but I'm also not afraid to say like dealing with stress in the workplace is a real thing mm -hmm. and um, I clearly spend a lot of time I've, I've talked to therapists in the past not just about my work just about life in general I'm not afraid to admit that and, and clearly not afraid to admit that and then moreover uh, with my wife we, we talk a lot just about like navigating mm -hmm. tough times communication um, yeah. yeah especially in, especially in marriages as we introduce other people into our world communication yeah. is vital um, you know with with uh, you mentioned being at the ballpark a really long time and being in that public eye uh, and like your work you know many of us work inside office buildings and the public doesn't see our work so that's gonna be a lot of that, that does have to be a lot of stress because people are you got to be perfect yeah. Um, so that world of perfection, I'm sure, yeah. is hard. Luckily, I am perfect. And I, yeah. I have no flaws at all. Wow, and, that's uh, excellent. So that's made things a so little easier. No, we don't need I'm, to get some of your DNA. Yeah, right. Uh, no, I mean, it's it's the reality. You know, I, I, I like to, to meet with journalism students whenever I can. Uh, I met with a kid from my alma mater, Clayton High School, just yesterday afternoon. And we were sitting there talking about the idea of like putting yourself out there as a journalist. and especially when I write, or he even for his high school newspaper, write about a hot topic, a, a controversial topic, be it politics. Uh, I, I, wrote, I wrote a piece, probably the piece I'm most proud of is about a gay high school football player who won the state championship and then came out of the closet and shared his story. I mean, the, the, like, it's a very important story to tell, but there's also a lot of hatred that comes towards the journalist, him or herself. Um, and I was telling this, this young man, like, the more controversial things you write about, the more stuff you're going to get, both positive but also negative. And we have to, again, to use this word, we have to navigate that. Um, and it's not easy, but at least we're accepting that it's not going to be easy and it's going to be a process. But it, as opposed to just like denying it, say, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Someone sends me an email that's really, really mean, like, mm -hmm. oh, it won't affect me at all. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we have to yeah, be yeah. real about it. Yeah. And honest about yeah, it. Yeah, and honest about that. And you know, like you mentioned, you know, not being afraid to put it out there. You know, you've seen counseling, you've uh, been to counseling, worked some things out here and there. So, you know, Stigma is pretty real in our society. I think it's better, you know, I, but it's still there. You know, I mean, why do you, like, if you're putting that out there, why, why do you feel not, you didn't think twice about saying that, right? About? Uh, about saying, like, hey, I've been to somebody, I've talked out oh, some problems sure, yeah, here and there. Um, and I think as males, you're right, and you're around a lot of males in the world of mm -hmm. athletics, you know, yeah. and what you cover. But yeah, I think we're all t taught that at such an early age, it's like, you know, you don't cry, don't share your feelings. Right. And sometimes it's not specifically said, but yeah, you don't do that. Yeah. But um, I mean, what makes it, I mean, what makes it easy for you to kind of just share openly? Oh, wow. That is that a thought-provoking question? It is, because yes. I thought we were going to talk just yes. about, like, about yeah. uh, the people that aren't opening. Why is yeah. it so easy for me? Um, well, I feel, I mean, part of it is like, I want to help other people and like, I'm, I'm just little old me. I'm not, uh -huh. I'm not a national person or anything like that. But I mean, I always say if I can help one person with one article or one podcast, like it's worth 
you yeah. know, doing it. the greater good. Yeah, and yeah. like, and and the and the honest part of it is like, is like, we we deal with so much stuff on the outside, and if you can just focus on your own vacuum, it's like, yeah. how can I maximize my own happiness? Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell my wife to use a sports reference. We we, we talk about leading the league in smiles, uh-huh. and and the reality is that 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 sometimes. Uh, when you're going through tough times, you 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 need someone to help you through that uh, to get those smiles back. And um, I don't know. I guess that's an awesome phrase. Lead, 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 lead and smile. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, might, yeah. Might, we might see that on the, uh, yeah. the narrative of the uh, the podcast when we promote that. That's yeah, cool. but I guess like if I can be, I guess what I'm trying to say without tooting a horn because again, yeah. it's just a little me. But if I can be unafraid to talk about mental health stuff, hopefully that will inspire at minimum one more person mm-hmm. to not be afraid mm-hmm. because there's nothing to be afraid about. Like it, I, I mean, it, it, at least coming out of my mouth, this sounds right. Like. If you break your arm, you need to get your arm fixed. Mm-hmm. If you've got something going on in your head, you've got to work that out too. Mm-hmm. And uh, but why would you like so easily? I mean, I guess your arm's in a lot of physical yeah. pain. Yeah. But you would so like, you wouldn't think twice. Of course, I'm gonna go get my arm fixed. But then other people would. Oh my head! I don't want people to go in there. Exactly. And, and maybe people. And honestly, there's reasons. Whether it's stigma from from people on the outside, whether it's a family thing, whether maybe even it's a religious thing, um, or just like the fear of what somebody might find in your brain. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's a really good point because I think a lot of people get to that point well, I don't want someone, you know, digging around in there, and then maybe right. there's something I'm not even aware of, sure. and then now that's, and I think that's a big part of that stigma as well, too, no or why people yeah. don't come to counseling. So right, to right, right. But yeah, in the in the sports world, I think it spills out into other worlds too. Just like, like you mentioned, like a lot of people raise their children to to be tough in a certain way. The tougher, the better. But I hate to say it's wrong. But it's, I think it's a little warped a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think, I hope that the next generation, and there's, there's a guy there named Joe Ehrman, I believe it's E-H-R-M-A-N-N. And mm-hmm. he's a former NFL player, and now he's a coach. And he, he's like a life coach. Uh-huh. And he, he talks about the uh, redefining what a man is. And, uh, you know, he, yeah. and, uh, and uh, you can obviously Google him. Um, great, great thinker, thinks outside the box. And the, the idea, of course, is like, like hopefully the next generations like will realize that being you can be super tough and strong out there on the football field, on the basketball court, on the soccer field, whatever it is, but also be super sensitive and aware of internal mental health issues. And some athletes are totally in control of that. Like, like it took a while. Like Kevin Kevin Love on the Cleveland uh, yeah. Cavaliers, you know, he he talks about how. He deals with uh, panic attacks. Panic attacks, yeah. and he and he's open about it. And oh, by the way, he makes a, I think I think his contract is three gazillion. Yeah. He makes three <laughs> gazillion dollars. Uh-huh. He makes all the money in the world, and he's won a championship. And he's playing very tough basketball yeah. in the low post in the NBA. But he's also just talking to people uh-huh. about mental health issues. And but like the idea is like, how can we? In the next generations, make it so Kevin Love is the norm and exactly. not the not the uh, the guy we're like yeah. pointing out because he's the one guy that's talking. The one about. guy, yeah. Because yeah, a lot of times it's we sit, you know, we compare it to sitting around the dinner table. 
you know, people, you know, I've been around dinner tables before and people talk about their health issues. They're like, how's your diabetes going well? Right. And no one will ever say, like, how's that mental health? How's your right. bipolar going? Yeah. You know? Because they look at it as a weakness. People, some people think it's a weakness. Exactly. And so if we can get to that point, yeah. that'd be amazing. Just a general conversation with that. And I think in, in a sports world, and again, I, I'm talking about sports, but then mm-hmm. clearly, hopefully I can splash into other worlds too. Mm-hmm. People listening, uh, the idea is it, it comes with, with conversation and comfort and it starts at a younger age with this with the kids and the idea of like a kid can it's about raising children and i don't have children uh yet but i, I the, the idea of like raising your children to be well-rounded and whole with both their toughness and their compassion mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. there's a way to do both i don't yeah. i don't think you'll suddenly be like a worse linebacker <laughs> because you're able yeah. to like talk express to, a thought express a thought express or, a feeling. or talk about how you're dealing with something mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah it actually might make people better imagine uh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know you uh you've been around many uh teams and athletes and and that mental part of sports so have you i mean you know like i, I you know as i mentioned i'm a cubs fan they just yeah. hired bob tewksbury as yeah. a mental coach you know and uh uh, and I even saw, you know, on Twitter where he was at some uh, conference with a bunch of other people exploring the mental side of athletics. Have you seen a lot and experienced a lot of just maybe athletes or coaches, you know, kind of talking about that aspect of the game? Yeah, I mean, the good news is uh, sports teams, franchises are embracing this more and more. And the reality is teams like Golden State in basketball that win the championship They've got a forward-thinking coach in Steve Kerr, who's very in, into this, and and they're winning, so that's a that's a good thing. Um, and the coolest thing, Dexter Fowler, the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, admitted to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch that last season he was dealing with depression, mm-hmm. and and he was going through very tough times, and it was very cool that he admitted this. One, like we said, he's a role model. He's an athlete, and oh. And like I think that was the lead to my column the next day was like if a St. Louis Cardinals millionaire can battle with depression, I guess any of us can, uh-huh. can we? Uh-huh. And then it's like all right, so then how do we approach it? But what I was going to say is the neatest thing about that was I interviewed the manager of the Cardinals. His name is Mike Schilt, and I talked to him on the phone for quite a while that day, and he was so open and so honest about how he thinks mental health discussions are important, about talking to therapists uh, are, is important. And, and, and he, he wants that to permeate, to spread through his organization. And I thought that was really cool to hear. Um, I don't know if every manager of every team would say that. You would mm-hmm. hope so. But um, it, was, it was really encouraging to hear him say that. And, and, and he talked about uh, a lot of those aspects. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, when you look at and you look at the side of analytics now and sports um, and using data, and you can't just deny that... You know, and you, you look at a player going through a slump. I mean, that's got and your your world is in front of many people, right? And to well, you look at so I'm a Bears fan too. You know, yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, Illinois side there. Sure. But you look at uh, Cody Parkey who missed a field goal, right. right? And you know, he verbally he said all the right things, but I'm sorry, you've got to be really struggling right. on the inside, just beating yourself up, and the, the mental side of that. Unless you're at a point where you know you. You've um, overcome some of that, and you have your positive self-thought, but it, it, it wears on you. Well, the, I mean, and 
like, you're an expert, I'm not, so I don't tell me if I'm wrong on yeah. this, but like, I would think that the reality is like, more people are dealing with mental health issues than aren't dealing with mental health issues. Boom. But I think that the majority of people are saying like, oh, look at him over there, he's going through that, or look at her over there, as opposed to being like, well, we're probably all going through something. And I mean, I even interviewed a guy for an article, uh, excuse me, for a column just the other day in the Post-Dispatch, and he was a basketball player, and his brother was murdered during a season. And clearly it affected him in, in the most terrible ways. He continued to play during the season, continued to live his life, and, and then later in life, he had a lot of problems in life, and, and he started working in the mental health field, and he said, only then when I found out about clues, when I found out about yeah. uh, po pointing out different aspects of my behavior, of the way my mind was going, that's when I was able to realize, man, I was probably pretty dang depressed yeah. uh, in those years afterwards. And then he said years, not, I mean, I mean, it's not just like a couple of days, like, oh, I'm down the dumps. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a thing that can overwhelm you. And, but he just didn't know. I mean, he was, you know, a 22 exactly. year old guy dealing with this tough stuff. He's like, oh, I'll fight through it, you know, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. I bet, and he was talking about like, if he had had access to someone to talk to, uh, surely that would have helped him more during mm -hmm. that process. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when you look at people that come to counseling, a lot of times, and you kind of hit the nail on the head, uh, one of the main things is they're looking for is to hear like, hey, you're not alone. Right. You know, and if you think you are, you're surely mistaken. You know, so it depends on which stats you look at. One in four, one in five people in America mm -hmm. are dealing with a diagnosable mental health condition. And so I think of that as, okay, that's somebody who's probably already been to a counselor and, and we know that diagnosis. But the other, uh, the rest of them, the three or four others that are out there are dealing with something. Yeah. You know, because we all have our own issues. And you look at anxiety. Sure. You know, anxiety is so rampant you know, for many different reasons, but, and some people can control it, but yeah. it still means you have it and you're right. dealing with it. And, and that was the thing with, with the Dexter Fowler situation, the Cardinals player who admitted he was depressed last season. There was a lot of backlash uh, in emails and, and tweets and texts and everything around St. Louis. And, and what I'm getting at is this, a lot of people were saying like, were saying like, oh, you're just using that as an excuse since you were so crappy on the field. Mm -hmm. Like if you would, but the reality is you can be the best player and also be depressed. Mm -hmm. And, and people were saying like, oh, like, are you, like, what do you really mean? Like, were you depressed? Like, were you on medication? Were you talking to anybody? People were like po poking yeah. holes in this thing. And, and they were, you know, they're saying it and it sounded smart the way they're poking these holes. But at the end of the day, I was like, look, clearly he was going through something. Exactly. And, what, and who are we to say how minim, minimal it was or how overwhelming it was? The dude was going through something, he's admitting it, and he's trying to get better because of it. Oh, and he's trying to help all of us too because every one of us in our lives or even ourselves deals with some sort of mental health issue. Uh, exactly. Let's just let that be the, be the story. Line. Yeah, because yeah, culturally, on a couple different cultures, you know, one is a male, one as an athlete and one as an African-American, yeah. he broke down some barriers with actually just coming out and saying that. Right. So giving him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and that's the problem with, and that's with stigma too. So there's a huge portion of society that doesn't, doesn't still believe in it um, and that are just like, you know, 
I just I don't have it and I don't understand it. Therefore, it does, it's not real. Right. So I think it's you know giving people the benefit of the doubt sometimes too, and just not mm -hmm. going to that world of judging so quick. Yeah. Judging so quick. Because I presume the again, tell me if I'm off base on this. I presume the goal is that if anybody's the goal is that if anybody feels depressed or feels odd or feels something uh, that's bringing them down, that they should be able to. Uh, admit, admit it, and embrace. Like I say, embrace, but like embrace it, and be able to talk to somebody and not think of like, oh, this is bad now. I'm depressed. Oh man, I'm the one. It's happening to me. Like uh -huh. don't like you're already depressed. Don't make that bring you down more. Like exactly. if I if my exactly. like you would. I guess you would hope that like if some that would would that be a goal? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so you know, our goal is to. Of course, with this podcast is uh, to educate, break down stigma, but also educate. And, you know, one of the best things um, to do is if you are feeling in, you know, anywhere a pattern in your change of behavior, seek out some assistance. And, you know, therapy is a great way to go about that. You're going to a third party objective listener that's um, trained in a lot of different modalities to kind of help you and guide you through that process. So always check us out at stlouiscounseling.org and that's Saint spelled out. Nice. Um, that's my little commercial plug as we go. What was the website again? Um, w does anybody even say www anymore? I, I don't think, think it's so. implied at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, stlouiscounseling.org, Saint spelled out. Um, so, you know, you also mentioned um, earlier you're a writer. Well, you're a writer, but you're also working on a novel. Yeah. Right? But you've already, um, uh, have two books that's already been published, right? Yeah, so yeah. One fifty. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote the uh, I wrote the big fifty, the St. Louis Cardinals, the men and moments, and and it was a labor of love, if you will. Uh -huh. uh, fifty chapters, fifty stories about my favorite men moments uh, in St. Louis Cardinals baseball history. I also wrote a book a decade prior about uh, football and Hurricane Katrina, and there's probably and you know I was young when I was writing the the book. I was probably 25 or 26, and it was writing about how these football players lost their homes, lost their way, you know, New wow. Orleans got hit by Hurricane Katrina in 2005, and the Tulane University football team continued to play its season. Uh -huh. uh, 11 games in 11 cities, you know, they weren't in, they weren't in New Orleans, and, um, you know, these 18, 19, 20-year-old wow. kids are, are going through Talk about mental health stuff. Yeah, trauma. Yeah, yeah, they're going through it, and you know, are the and so I wrote I wrote a book about their perseverance and about how they and the city of New Orleans simultaneously tried to look at football as a, as, a, as a therapeutic thing, as uh -huh. as just like again back to smiles uh -huh. as something that could bring them smiles uh, amid this this just overwhelming frustration uh, that was Hurricane Katrina and the aftermath. So yeah, I guess what I'm getting is like I was younger at the time and. I wonder now if I if I was writing the book if I would even if I would be able to include more aspects of approaching mental health and because mm -hmm. like all yeah. these guys were, were including myself I lived in New Orleans at the time where every one of us was dealing with like this incomprehensible uh, overwhelming stuff oh and by the way they're doing a very stressful thing to begin with and that's play college football yeah. at a high level. Uh -huh. um, I can't imagine psychologically what some of those guys were going through um, during that season, uh, and, and yeah, so that yeah, that, that yeah, to know families lost everything, and then you still got to go put your pads on, perform, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was definitely a 
definitely a rewarding story to share. Uh, a lot of perseverance in that book. And, and yeah, now I'm working, I mean, it's funny, like I'm, I'm working on a, on a young adult novel, uh, but like, I'm like so... Is it about vampires? Is, no, oh, no, okay. it's about yeah, wizards. Good. It's wizards, yeah, wizards. Yeah. Uh, um, I have this bespectacled uh, kid and his redhead friend, and they're just going to go through some adventures. Everyone has a redhead friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, no, uh, but... Uh, my, what I'm getting at is I've, I've just started writing it. Uh -huh. Like so, like I hope, hopefully, like like I don't I don't deserve to be like a novelist. <laughs> I mean, I've written like half of the first chapter. So uh -huh. hey, that's more than most people. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's let's see what happens when I get to when I'm. Let's talk about it more when I'm done, as opposed to. But yes, I'm I'm writing a young adult book, and and that's been a cool experience because I've thus done a lot of research. Uh, I've interviewed some high school students. I've gotten to know players on a high school basketball team, uh, and I've read a lot of YA novels too. And, mm -hmm. and like, clearly, I mean, it's it's how can how can we change the mindset of, of that generation of, of kids? Mm -hmm. And you you think people say like, oh, kids are more sophisticated these days. Kids are more. Um, you know, they're more aware, they're more open, they're more accepting of people. And like, yeah, maybe they are compared to like when I graduated high school in the 90s, but 1998, mm -hmm. uh, I was just, because you're 90s, like, oh, maybe yeah. 91, maybe yeah. he's older. Well, they're getting no, around no, no, my world. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, uh, but my point is, there are, kids are still kids. And there are still a bunch of, I don't know what I can say or can't say on this, a bunch of, <laughs> Jerks. Uh, uh, there's still a bunch of bullies and jerks yeah. out there uh, in, in in schools that uh, look down upon people who uh, are dealing with stuff. Yeah. And the idea is hopefully to, to change the stigma there uh, with them. And, and sports is, I mean, sports is an interesting ecosystem, right? Uh -huh. um, no question about it. But um, and then Pete Davidson, the the uh, yes, Saturday Night Live comedian. I mean, he's he's a very popular person, and he's on social media, and, and he deals with a lot of mental health stuff, and and, and gets help, and takes medication, and mm -hmm. is very open about it, and he gets backlash. From, it's clear that there's yeah. clear that we, we have ways to go uh -huh. just by reading the comments, reading yeah. the posts. Well, but social media, yeah. you know, and you mentioned bullying. You know, mm -hmm. like back in the day, a bully could get you at school. And then you got home, you're kind of safe. Uh, but now you're, yeah. you know, kids, you know, in that sense, yeah, they can really come after you then too. It's omnipresent. It's 24/7. It's, uh, yeah, and then that's part of this young adult book I'm doing, where like it's funny because like as a, I wrote the outline, and I was breaking down, um, breaking down like how how each scene will, will escalate. As mm -hmm. You know, because you, know, you got to make it more and more and more and intensify as the story goes and i the, early on i had like a fight happen and then i like later on i was like, I was like oh maybe i guess i'll have a I guess i'll have another fight you know and i'm like i'm like what but then i was like wait 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 if you're writing about 2019 high school kids you don't need to have a physical fight every time you could have somebody bully someone yeah. or do something throw like a virtual punch if you will yeah which happens all the time and we see it uh, with with social media, we hear these stories, and so so I, I incorporated that into the storyline where and, and, the, and the kids deal with it, and there's lessons to be learned. You know, writing. Okay, so you have your day job; it's writing, of course. Um, but then, when you're going to write a book, novel, uh, and you're what kind of 
what process do you have to go through to clear your mind? To, it's almost like switching that gear, right? To go yeah. from my everyday world, uh, husband, um, writer for Post-Dispatch. Sure. Well, I mean, what do you have to do to get in that space? To get in that space, that's a great question. Um, the, the reality is, is I have to turn off social media. Uh -huh. I, uh, I'm so, ad I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to throw the word addiction out. I was, I was, I was about to say I'm addicted to Twitter. Yeah, but yeah keep talking. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, taking yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But like, clearly it is, it is such a fallback or such a, gosh, what's the word where you just like go to an auto, almost like yeah. an autopilot, like, oh, I got to check my phone. And what happens is you check Facebook. I mean, Facebook. Instagram, emails, text. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, emails, text. Oh, I didn't even say Twitter. Yeah, you didn't say Twitter. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh -huh. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then and then and then I'll go through that cycle. It's like, and then if Twitter was the first one, I'm like, well, I haven't gone on Twitter in five minutes, so I might have gotten a tweet while I was doing the Instagram, Facebook, emails, and text. So let me go check to Twitter again, uh -huh. and then this happens, and then it's four a.m. So, I mean, so, so the idea for me, like, and I know the St. Louis author, Jonathan, well, he's, he's from St. Louis, Jonathan Franzen, um, he, when he wrote, uh, I read a thing when he wrote one of his famous books, he had a computer that did not have access to the internet uh -huh. because he knew he would be, yep, and so to answer your question, I need to, when I do this and I, I need to do a better job at it, is just declutter myself from social media mm -hmm. and just focus on the task at hand. Mm -hmm. And I will now think of you uh, once we're done with this podcast because the next thing I'm doing today is spending some time spending writing a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's true. Like it's it's hard to declutter uh, our minds. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that you know, and we all have different things outside of our normal work, and unfortunately, work nowadays takes a lot of our our our, our time. But it's like, yeah, we have to declutter is a good word, and. Uh, uh, to be able to take the time away. And that's what we do a lot with um, people in counseling. And, and I myself, you know, I have to switch gears even within my job. Um, one minute it's marketing, the next minute it's looking at clinical outcomes and it's putting all these, you know, these different hats. And I think if we don't allow ourselves, because all of a sudden we become a jack of all trades, a master of none, sure, so to speak, sure. you know. And so I think it is important. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, taking time away from social media is a, is a good thing. Um, monitoring our kids' time on social media is important as well, too, and, yeah. and what they're looking at as well as who's talking to them. Sure. Well. Highly important stuff. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, if, if you, uh, I'm putting, it's your podcast here, I'm asking you a question. Like oh, I said, I, I am like a that. journalist. So. Yeah, so yeah. Like, if you, if you, if you could change, I was going to say change the world, if you, if you could instill something in, in impressionable minds, young minds, mm -hmm about mental health awareness or whatever, like what, what, what idea or ideal would you want everyone to have? Man, thought provoking question. I love it. Um, mental health does matter. Um, I think relationships, mm -hmm. to me, relationships are the key to everything in and out of our world. And so, um, when it comes to relationships with ourselves is very important and to take time to ourselves. Uh, and I think, at, at kids, kids today makes me sound old. I'm I'm in my forties, mm -hmm. even though I look like yeah. I was just 30s, saying, I thought, thought twenty six. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. I still got the I still got the physique. Yeah. No, let's be honest. Um, uh, I think in today's world, 
our kids are plugged in so much and you know and there's research out there that says that too but Mm -hmm. take time to yourself to allow your own thoughts and your creativity yeah and because when we were surfing and and i do it i do it just like you were saying you know i check all my accounts and everything and i'm looking at everybody else and i'm looking at just lots of information and so take time to yourself to be creative and actually schedule the time. Yeah. Because if you don't schedule the time, then you lose out on it. The, the, the comedian and actor Mike Berbiglia, uh, he says, schedule a meeting with your mind. Yes. The idea of like, Beautiful. just like you have, you know, today at 10.30 with Benjamin Hockman, like uh-huh. why not at 11.30, your mind? Yeah. That's who you're meeting with. Yeah. I mean, and then it's easy for us to say, and then someone's like, well, why would you waste that hour? You know, exactly. or, or whatever it is. But um, I, I, when you said what you said, it made me think of meeting yeah. with your mind. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, and I, and I, have, to, I have to challenge myself on it, because, you know, if I don't make myself do it, then I don't. Uh, I was part of Leadership St. Louis, uh, 2017 to 18. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so it's a great program by um, Focus um, STL. And uh, at the end of that, we had an ending retreat. So basically it was uh, one Friday, Saturday a month that you scheduled away from work and you were devoted on leadership and leadership issues within St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And so we were tackling stuff from racism to poverty to education to the arts. And, but the last, the last retreat, um, they made us, uh, as much as you're willing to, but they made us go one hour to a private, we're at this retreat place, um, one hour, to yourself wow. no phone no anything so I said to myself I'm gonna do that I'm yeah. gonna like give that to myself because it was a remarkable experience it was a whole year-long process sure nine months and uh, I just I loved it so much that's cool you know? that's good to hear. Yeah. yeah so I think about kids today so going back to your question is I think you know relationships and relationships with yourself as yeah. well because um, it is the key to change yeah I like that. yeah, yeah. Cool. so yeah we're here with Benjamin Hockman of um, uh, St. Louis Post Dispatch columnist, um, sports, and I could call you a guru. I mean, you know a lot of things. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll call you a guru. Um, uh, a Renaissance man. Uh, I'll take a Renaissance, Renaissance man. man. Guru seems, yeah, if I may attach. You know, I don't know. You know, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've had some interesting conversation today. We've covered a lot of different topics. Yeah. Um, and I guess one last question for you is, if you could speak to the you know general public out here and. Um, in regards to, you know, being a writer, a man, a person of society, a journalist. Um, and when it comes to mental health awareness, um, what would be some advice you would give just to the great, for the greater good? We have just one life to live. So if you're feeling something, embrace it, talk to somebody about it. Don't push things to the side because it's probably only going to get worse. And don't be afraid to deal with tough stuff. Maybe someone in your past, maybe someone you respected or looked up to or related to, uh, told you to not deal with emotions, depression, push that to the side, be tougher, fight through it. If you're listening to me now, you can still respect that human, but also say maybe he or she was a little off base with that And I today need to embrace what I'm going through and talk to somebody, see if I need medication, not be afraid or embarrassed. Because like we said earlier in the podcast, most people are going through something. You are not, you listening are not the the outlier. 
you're not the one person out there. We're all going through something and that's the reality of it. Awesome, awesome. So you are not alone in by any right. regard. So uh, yeah, stlouiscounseling.org if you're looking to explore um, some mental health, emotional health issues going on in your life, feel free to um, go to that website, stlouiscounseling.org and uh, you can schedule an appointment, you can kind of surf around, you can see other podcasts that are on there and uh, we just want to keep continuing to break down stigma, educating the general public and make mental health okay to talk about. So thank you, Benjamin Hockman. Um, great conversation, loved it. Um, hope, hopefully we will uh, continue to be connected because yeah. I think you give a lot to, um, to our agency and the people listening to you as well as um, your tremendous writer as well too. Oh, Love reading you. So, nice of you to say it. It's an honor to be a part of this. All right, until next time, uh, stay strong and get help if you need it and uh, continue to take some time with yourself to uh, explore who you are. Mental Health Matters, uh, tune in next week. All right, thank you, bye-bye. This has been Mental Health Matters with Tom Duff of St. Louis Counseling Services. Check out stlouiscounseling.org for more information.